Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, moving on to Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, who, uh, speaking of things about tomorrow's game that will be exciting, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., the latest injury report from the Memphis Grizzlies said that Jaron Jackson has been listed as questionable. And if you pay attention to the tea leaves, pay attention to the receipts, the history of the of the injury reports with the Memphis Grizzlies, questionable usually means probable. There's been very few questionables that haven't actually played, and uh, I'm excited to see it. I think Jaron will play tomorrow. I made my prediction for last week, last Friday. Uh, that didn't happen. But here we are, one game removed, and Jaron Jackson Jr. looks to be making his debut. I'm excited about it. That's why I was ready to go on my rant too, man, when this podcast started. Because if we had won that game yesterday, we would have been the number one seed in the West, regardless of what all the uh, the skeptics, the naysayers, local and national, have said about the Memphis Grizzlies and what they would have been. Uh, because Jaron Jackson's not here. If we could have went into that game tomorrow, tops in the West, the shit I would have talked here on these airways. Shout out to whatever that was. But yeah, the, the shit I would have talked if we had of uh, when it had the number one seed. That's why I was ready to shit on the whole resting guys thing. But we but uh, it's validated, so I'm cool. But Jaron Jackson Jr. returns. The Grizzlies are currently fifth in the West. Maybe like a game out of first place or something like that. It's real jumbled at the top. I think they played exceptionally well. And now you get the Block Panther back. Trip. Trippy, Trippy 13, Triple J, whatever you want to call him. He's coming back tomorrow. Uh, first team, all defensive player last year. Guy who I thought should have been a defensive player of the year. I think his foul trouble and uh and basically was the only reason why he did not get that because of lack of actual time on the court. But he is back tomorrow. What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, what do you expect to see? Minutes restriction? You think he, you know, what, what do you think you'll see tomorrow? My guess is minutes restrictions. So I ain't mm-hmm. probably like, you know, like we've seen, whether that's 25 minutes, whatever it is, there'll be that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jaron's going to be like a, you know, like a, like a, like a baby horse, man, just trying oh. to run, you know, because you've had, you, it's, we've seen him dancing in the, in the pregame intros and yeah. everything else. Like he's been itching to be out there, probably has felt, at least felt in his mind healthy enough mm-hmm. to go. For a while now, so I imagine you're probably looking at a situation where you're probably going to try to do too much right. early on. Or well, I'll say this: I'll say this. Hate to interrupt you, but go ahead. You said a 25 minutes injury restriction. Shit, that's that's a good time for for because that foul trouble, man. That, that's around his average, really. If you look at Jared's numbers, so if we can get 25 minutes out of him, I would I would love to see it, man. Well, I, listen, I, every game with the Pelicans is important. It's the first of four matchups with him. Again, it's as much a statement as it is with New Orleans. So. You know, the idea that you roll him out there just playing 15, 20 minutes as healthy as he's looked, I, I think that goes again. You know, Jaron's itching to go. He's a young guy. 
Uh, doctors have obviously given them the clearance to go on five on five. You know, if you're playing in 15, 20, are you trying to win the game? And I think unlike with Washington, this is a situation, Western Conference game, you want to get as many of these as possible, especially on the road. So I, I hope he's a, I'm hoping full he's able to go at least 25 and stay out of foul trouble. Probably you're right, saying, you know, that's been one of Jaron's hangups for, for a lot of his career. Did a little bit better with it last year in a year where he played 78, I think it was 78 games last year. Ends up leading the league. You mentioned it uh, in blocks per game at 2.3. You know, you're you're adding him. Uh, I touched on earlier to a defense that's slowly but surely yeah, gone man. from dead last in the NBA to 21st. Taylor's finally got him playing with the sort of effort level they have to. Now you put your anchor back in. Sure, there's initially going to be some adjustments uh, mm-hmm. having Jaron back, but frankly, it's going to make everybody else's job easier. And that and that's not just you know Jaron is such a guy that you can you know whether it's on switches whatever else he's out on the perimeter defending. He's down low. I mean, he's just going to be such an energizer on that defensive end for a team that's you know improving there by the game so i'm excited to see you know what he's going to look like in terms of uh the bounce level uh but i have i do expect us to see some rust and this probably see a guy maybe try to do a little bit too much early on maybe it's with the three-pointer uh maybe it's offensive fouls but it's just going to be good to have jaron back he was an anchor for them last year one of the key reasons why they were so good defensively and something else you brought up a key point and you sparked a good point in my mind as well the defense has been getting better without him and that's not just because guys are that that's that's just because guys are playing better or just you know playing more discipline your younger guys who are in your rotation are getting used to those minutes you know even if even if you're calling Santi a younger guy he's you know this is his first time starting he's getting more reps he's 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 the game is slowing down for him Roddy the game is slowing down for him LaRavia slowing down for him those guys are are getting key minutes and that defense is just getting better. Guy, and Josh playing better defense than he's ever played in his career. The defensive end definitely will be better because of Jaron. But mm-hmm. something to think about, that's not the only thing that's changed since the last time Jaron has played. The last time Jaron played, people were like, okay, is Jaron the number two scoring option? And he was kind of feeling like he had to be that guy on the court. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, it's clear that there's Jabba Rant. And Desmond Bain is your clear, without a doubt, number two scoring option. Jaron does not have to be that guy at all. That's true. And I, and I think that level of comfort coming in, not having to even worry about scoring that much, Jaron just got to be free, be that super defensive anchor we expect him to be, knock down those three-point shots when we need him to, get to the basket, draw some fouls. He's one, he's one of the better players in the league as far as uh, uh, scoring off the dribble, which is a strange number. But at one time, he was one of the better players and some odd statistic about him and getting to the basket off of ISO. Like I said, Jaron, but I think just the pressure that he knows he doesn't have to be, because forever it's been John Jaron, John Jaron. Why can't, will Jaron be able to score enough? Will, will, will Jaron be able to do this? With Desmond Bain being the player, the all-star level player that Desmond Bain has been this year, Jaron, that pressure can be, can be off of him. I hope he comes out free, and comfortable tomorrow. I'm really expecting to see a shit show, just to be honest with you. I think Jared's going to look pretty bad tomorrow, just be, just all things considered. But I hope that over time, we can see him settle in and just kind of be uh, that ultimate kind of trump card, especially defensively for this team. Do you think that's something he welcomes and embraces? Jaron yeah. being being a third scoring option yeah. behind the bang with the step up that Bane's taking? Yeah, I, I remember Josh's rookie year, Jaron was the leading scorer on the team for the majority of that season. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't remember that. Jaron was our leading scorer in 2019 for the majority of the season until Josh just really turned up. I don't think Jaron 
Jaron was a guy who was strictly nothing but a defensive player in college that could knock down threes on occasion. Learning actual like post moves and offense, that's something that he's is learning on the fly in the NBA in, in a career that's been riddled by injury. So I think that if that pressure of, of Desmond Bain being your clear number two, and then from Jaron, if you're asking for maybe 12 to 15 points a game as opposed to 15 to 19, I think that can take a lot of pressure off of him, man. I, I just hope that the game continues to slow down for him. Uh, uh, he's getting into his adult body. I just hope he can be more disciplined as far as like being not being as handsy. Uh, and the bad fouls, man, the offensive fouls, the reach-in fouls, those type of things. If, if he gives me six fouls protecting the basket at the rim, I can deal with those. But I just hope that over time, this season, we see him mature and just really be that true defensive anchor for this team. What, what about Jaron, the shooter, saying la- last couple of years, you know this, it was 32% mm-hmm. last year, 28% that, that, you know, in an injury short year, very small sample size. He's had the one year, it was year two, we well, was looking shot, historically good. 30, 39%. Uh-huh. Is, is he that? Or is he you know, is he a high is he a high volume, low 30 shooter? Like where where does that eventually settle in? His three his three-point shooting? Because it's such a part of his game. What, what's he gonna end up being? Because I, I I'll be honest with you. I another 31, 32% for me, that's you know, that that's not good enough. Right. I honestly think he's closer to being the guy we saw in year two, that 39% shooter. Um, he has a horrible form. We, we, we're aware that there's nothing about his form that you would want him to repeat. Um, but I think that Jaron – I just hope that's not an outlier saying. Yeah, it could, it could years, be. We're hoping to get back to year two and that 39, and right. he's steady but out there he, jacking shots. That's another thing, too. At one time, it, if you look at the 2020 season, the year we went, the first year we went to the playoffs, we were coming in anticipating Jaron being our best shooter on the team. That's mm-hmm. another role and responsibility. I mean, he doesn't, it's not his. It's clearly Desmond Bain is one of the better shooters in the entire NBA. So I think that, I think that when those responsibilities fall off of you, plus he might get even, he's probably going to get much better looks this year than he got in of the course. past. Now that, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I, I'm banking on, if I were to be a betting man, I would bet that Jaron finishes somewhere between 34 and a half, 37 and a half percent this year, somewhere like that. I don't, I don't think he gets back to that second year, but I think you will see a, a, a increase in his three point percentage compared to last year. Cause here's, here's another example by just by example, like this year, like if you ask yourself the question, like is Santi Aldama shooting the ball? Well, you say, yeah, he's shooting the ball fine. He's shooting the ball worse than Jaron shot the ball last year. Mm. But but the perception of it is that Santi's shooting the ball pretty good. I think I think that you'll see Jaron um I think you'll see him come back. I I'm I'm confident that he'll shoot the ball much better this year. I think it'll be less volume of course, which isn't clearly isn't a bad thing cuz we all get frustrated with the amount of threes that, take, that Jaron takes. But I think that you'll see him take less and but he'll he'll make them at a better percentage. I, I want to see more of of a development in Jaron's game. You just touched mm-hmm. on like going to the basket. There's yeah, something when he is under control. There's something there. That little spin move he does from the left side. Oh, let, let me tell you what should also be unguardable. Yeah. Saying to your point, the pick and roll with him and Ja. Yeah, like they don't finally do getting the two man game yeah, that we stand. Both of those guys have the skill to got to get them on the court at the same time. Whether it's been injured, whatever else, but through these what the last three years, it's been can you get that pick and roll that two man game that feels like it could be so unstoppable? Saying that yeah. that 
that part of his game, you know, whether it's yeah. pick and pop because he's got that ability or him rolling to the basket, which Steven Adams really can't mm-hmm. do. You know, he brings that athleticism. Right. I want to see that part of Jaron Jackson's offensive yeah. game develop. Of course, I want to see him shoot the ball well, but I don't want to see him spend so much time back there that they aren't developing what should be a, a monster pick and two man game with him and mm-hmm. Ja. And then seeing him take that ball to the basket more often, I just think there it's a strength of his that is underutilized. Yes, they don't do yeah. it enough at all. Um, Jaron gets a lot of moving screen calls in there too. He's got to put in the work, man. Yeah, and um, and that's another unfortunate thing about him being hurt during the offseason. Setback, right? Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen him and him and Jaron, him and Josh just disappear and have a tied a, up. Just like honeymoon, like we're like we're like we're going away from the world, shut it down, leave the games, yeah. leave the phone at home in the dark. The the two of them. Yeah, yeah, in the dark for sure. Just the two of them. Like, you know, cue the, the song, just the two of us, whatever. Like, I would love to see that happen this summer, but instead, Jeremy's rehabbing. Um, like I said, man, I, that's fine. Uh, I would love to see him expand this game offensively for sure. Um, I'm just glad to see him back, man, for sure. No if doubt. Nothing else. I, I, no I, doubt. I, I'm, I'm confident everything else. It's going to work itself out.